Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Welcome to Simple Theology, a podcast taking theology to everyday life. I'm Robert Kane. By ver- examining various <laughs> cultural issues. That's right. From Christian from, worldview. From uh, Christian worldview. Albert Muller. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we're getting into I'm there, Rick. Rick. My name is Rick, and I'm hosting the podcast with uh, Rob Kane. Co-hosting, but it's okay. Keep going. Yeah, that's it. Co-hosting is a generous... <laughs> That's generous. Uh, I'm assistant hosting, um, and <laughs> today we're going to talk about we're going to talk about fireplaces. Yeah, we're going to talk about baptism. Heyo, and we're going to talk about hobbies. Yes. So three pretty separate issues, but all deal with the issues of the heart. Fun so topics. yeah, so I would just encourage you guys to tune in and enjoy. Hey, I'm here. Glad you're ready. Oof. I'm ready. I'm ready to record. Hey yo. Yeah, man. How you doing? Um, Rob, I'm doing. I'm doing all right. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry you're sitting on that. that. Hey, did you sit on that uncomfortable chair for the last one? Yeah. Oh man, I'm sorry about that. There's a comfy chair right there. You can you can slide onto that. I don't, <laughs> uh, I don't slide on a chair. <laughs> slide onto chairs very often, but I appreciate that. You can jump onto it. You can you can settle up on that one. <laughs> Strap yourself in, buddy. <laughs> no, I appreciate that. But yeah, doing well. Um, enjoying uh, the day. It's been a good day. Yesterday was kind of a hard day for me. What's been good about today? Um, today has been good. Had a um, good meeting with a couple guys this morning. Nice. It's always really encouraging. Spent some time with my kids before I came down here, so that was good. Yeah. Mostly so my wife could do a few things she needed to do. So I, I was working on my computer with my son, Levi, who's about 20 months old. Yep. Maybe not quite. He's more there. Anyway, he had he was sitting with me because he was kind of upset and I was working. And then he got down and kind of was like pushing me over on the couch. So I scooted over and then he went and got his little toy laptop and climbed up right beside me and got his laptop up and started like poking on it. And then he wanted to trade laptops and they wanted to trade them back. And so that was that was pretty cute, pretty fun. Nice. That's um, fun. And then I'm here hanging out with Rob, you, my my favorite favorite favorite, favorite friend forever. <laughs> Um, and that's why it's been had a good cup of coffee. Good. Glad Although you did. I will say, uh, uh, I'm just going to critique. Rob, I love you. You're, thanks for that. Rob, you're a great guy. <laughs> but these these cups, those mugs don't hold the heat in for nothing. They do not. They do not. So, that is are these from a China? fair critique. I'm sure oh they are. Oh my gosh, they are. Yeah. I'm sure so how are. do you as a church support the communist regime? You know, that's a good question. I, I didn't realize that the company oh we bought God. the cups from yeah, was supporting yeah. the, the communist well, who's, regime. Who's liable, right? Yeah. Who's responsible for these things? You know what? I'm just going to say it's that company. Enough about me. 
tell me about yourself. I'm doing well. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm doing well. It's Congrats. been a good week. Congrats. I um, Congrats. don't have to sermon prep this week, which is great. Lord uh, willing, I think preaching. you probably should. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll look a little bit. Sermon prep is much. Rob's this. Much I mean, less. by the time this comes out, it'll be much later. But Rob's this coming Sunday for us. Rob is preaching at yes. At and you've given Church. me permission to preach a sermon that I've already preached, which I am yes. grateful for. I will do some prep to make sure that it's still contextually appropriate for your just, congregation. And just spend some time praying. Maybe uh, I, I won't refer to them as Citizens Church. <laughs> I hope you do. We'll change that. And Citizens Church, I'll just encourage you. <laughs> I mean, I mean. <laughs> Uh, no, that's yeah. fine. We're excited about that, Rob. Nice. Very excited. Very, very, very high expectations. Nice. Do, you, do you address your church when you're preaching as Proclamation Church? Uh, occasionally. Okay. I mean... I was curious. It, so, I have a couple different thoughts on that that aren't like fully developed thoughts, but yeah. I'm speaking to the church. Yes. Right? So, if you're if you're a member, like you know you're a member, and I'll, sometimes I'll refer specifically to members over particular specific or particular things but in general i will just say the church or as a as a church yes we as a church yes um so you know but i think they know like those who are part of proclamation church know they're part of proclamation yeah well i mean and that's that's a similar route that i'll I'll take i'll say in church yeah i'll I'll say church i'll say brothers and sisters Mm. um i don't know that i've ever or very very few times Mm -hmm. have i Called us Citizens Church. Yeah, but it's in your sermon on Sunday, or it was. You said that's what you no, needed no, to edit. No, no, no. I was just making a joke. Oh, there's just some. Yeah, uh-huh. I was okay. just making a joke. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're excited to have you there, Rob. So hopefully, if if that all pans out, we'll post your sermon, which will be the same sermon that'll be posted on Citizens Church. Out, I'll just send you the MP3. We'll just see. Um. We'll see. You can order a cassette tape by uh-huh. emailing us at Proclamation right. Church, PO Box. That's right. If you're in Canada, no, just kidding. All right. Uh, yeah, so you are you got a week, that, a little bit light of a week. Yeah, praise God. That's it's good. Nice. Catch your breath. Yep. Birthday party for your daughter coming up. Yeah, that's exciting too. She turns four. Yeah. By the time this comes out, she'll already have, have turned four. And yeah, yeah that, so that's exciting, really. Just want to take a reference here. Way back to the first episode. Yeah. Our first episode, we were just like, when is your daughter going to be born? Uh-huh. Right? And here we are four, four years later. That's true. The funny thing is, I don't think listeners can listen to that. Because our first... Whose fault's that, Rob? That's mine. Yeah. Our first, I don't know, 10 or so <laughs> I episodes... Like, I don't take any responsibility. <laughs> right. I'm like, well, Robert, whose fault is that? <laughs> our first our first 10 or 12 or so yeah. episodes were um, released Band. through our website, because Squarespace uh-huh. had that option. Yeah. Where you could essentially podcast through the website, yeah, and then we realized that now nah, it's probably better to have a host, and so we did a host, mm-hmm. and so those initial ones that were on there, you just don't have access to anymore. Wow, isn't that amazing? Are yeah. they gone? Is the audio gone? No, I'm like, not like I, a... I can log into the old Squarespace okay. website. Our yeah. current website's not Squarespace, yeah. but I can log into the old one, yeah, and I can see them on there. Okay, interesting. Yeah. I, I'm not like bemoaning that they're gone. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> per se, but anyway. Yeah, four years later, here we are. Here, here we, we are. are. Here lots we are. Lots of kids, lots happening. Yeah. Well, I'm glad, Rob, that that you are. Um, you had a good week. Yeah. And Philly's birthday's coming up. Lots of exciting things. Yeah. But I want to kind of dive into some topics, um, and I, I want to start off the first topic, which I kind of sent these to you, which maybe I shouldn't have. Maybe I should have just played a little close to the vest. But uh, the first one, talking about fireplaces and coffee yes right so the kind of the premise where i want to go with this is just the idea of i think like i'll just say one thing about fireplaces 
Okay. When I sit, when I say it, say it, I'm gonna. When I sit by a fireplace, I feel like my IQ just like goes up like ten to twenty yeah. points. It feels like a more intellectual space. I just I feel better about myself. I feel like I'm a better person. Let's dive into that. Why? I don't know. You don't know? You haven't given it any thought. I mean, I think part of it is probably because there's something soothing about a fire. Yeah. There's something about like it's contemplative. Mm-hmm. Which is that word can can mean a lot of different things, but like it <laughs> in forces a good way. in a good way. It, like it forces you to think and reflect, and um, it's it's like this object. Like people talk about, um, and this is kind of where I'm going. I'm just gonna go there. And I'm gonna circle back to your question, okay. right? So in like the whole, we're we're in an age of like HDTV. Every space needs to be like highly and like redone. Mm-hmm. We're gonna put tons of money into like the things around us. Yeah. And personally, like, I'm kind of emotionally there. Like, I love, like, you and I have had this conversation. We've said this on the air before. Like, a a space that is aesthetically pleasing, a, oh, a yeah. space that's comfortable, that's stimulating. Like, you walk into a room, and because the way the room has been laid out and what's in the room and the objects in the room and, and all these things, it's, it's evoking these emotions in you, right, which is a form of art. Mm-hmm. And I love that. I love when I come into a space that's like, man, I just want to be here. I want to I work here. I want to study here. I want to have good conversations here. So that could be an amazing study. That could be an amazing place in nature. Yeah. That could be a, a wonderful, like, kitchen or dining room, a place like, man, I just want to – there's, there's a life happening there. So I feel like in this day and age, everyone's pursuing those things, they're trying to find, like, what is it that's going to help me, like, be a better person? Hmm. And so if I can just redo my house, if I can just change this, if I can do this. And and there's, a, like, a shred of truth in that. That's why it's a little bit deceptive is, like, those things can help you reflect more, be more contemplative, um, work better. But if you don't get to the to the, the root of it, right, if, you're all, if all you focus on the means and not the end, yeah. then you're going to be disappointed. So back to the fireplace thing for me, or as I mentioned just briefly, like a cup of coffee even, like to be able to sit, you and, you and I, on the occasion, not very often, we'll smoke a cigar. Yeah. One of the things that we love about that isn't like ama- like this, the tobacco is amazing. It's that it forces you, especially a cigar because you have to be outside. Like it forces yeah. you into a thing where you're not doing anything else. Yep. You know, I'm not smoking a cigar, trying to cut the grass. Yeah. Trying to, you know, like you, you just... It slows everything down. Mm-hmm. You're, you're going to sit. you got to think. And so when things do that, the reason I love them is they help me to, to genuinely reflect on where's my heart, how am I doing. I think that's why I like that. Yeah. I think that's why I like the fireplace. I think that's why I like a, cup, a good cup of coffee at the end of the, the, end of the day. Um, and I just think like Proverbs 27, 19 says, as, as in water, uh, face reflects face, so the heart of man reflects the man. And when you can sit and like, how is my heart? How, how am I doing? And I'll just be honest, like staring into a fire is wonderful for me for that. Yeah. Just like, I mean, how am I doing? Yeah. How are things doing? I don't know if it's the mental stimulation. Like it, it it's kind of like driving. Like I can go on, like I love driving because it gives my body something to kind of do while my mind is working. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm, I'm going on and on, but. Well, I think, that's the gist of what I, I think. There's at least two things there that come to mind: is that yeah. what, with the with the idea of um, when you talk about fireplace, mm-hmm. um, you talk about spaces that are um, better suited for 
yeah. deeper thought. Mm-hmm. Not that to say that you you have to be off in some philosophical and deep thought, but just to right. be able to to get past the shallow, mm-hmm. um, two inch deep thoughts that that go on throughout right. the day, right. and think deeply about why why do I feel the way that I do about a certain thing. Mm-hmm. Um, there is there's there's a gift there. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. good to to meditate. Yeah. As long as we're meditating on the right things. Right. I mean, scriptures tell us to, to meditate on God's word. Yeah. And so and meditation we, is a prayer, I, I yeah. think, in, in some ways. Not as a sitting with your legs crossed, right. holding your hands up. Right. Not Eastern religion humming. kind of a yeah. thing. Yes. But to have a space like that where it's conducive right. to those things, where there's mm-hmm. less distractions. Yeah. Like those are wonderful spaces. Yes. But, but the other thing that comes to mind is when you talk about nature and you, and you talk about. Um, even a fireplace, or you talk about just a well-designed room. Mm-hmm. A lot of these things have a lot of parts coming together. Yes. So you go outside to nature, you see trees, you see clouds, you see maybe a ravine, you see all these things coming together, mm-hmm. and they're making something aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. yeah. You see that with um, a fireplace. Oftentimes, mm-hmm. it's not just a fireplace, stand standalone fireplace. There's a surrounding environment yeah the thing that initially comes to mind is like a library or something mm-hmm. like that where there's there's bookshelves of books with mm-hmm. a certain kind of carpet with certain kinds of lamps and tables yeah. and chairs mm-hmm. and there's these different pieces coming together to make a, a right a thing of beauty here yeah and i was listening or reading something where they're talking about the phrase beauty is in the eyes of the beholder mm. is true to a point yeah, but it's not entirely true, hmm. because mm-hmm. the more complex something is, and we see the com- the complex creating something beautiful, yeah. the more beautiful that thing is. Yeah. So, for instance, mm-hmm. I love it when Finley draws me something on a piece of paper or some crayons. Yeah. And in my mind, that like that's beautiful. Mm. However, I do recognize that it's very simple. Yes. It's, there's yeah. a lot of simplicity. It's piece of paper. One color of a crayon. Right. If some random kid brought it up to you. Exactly. I wouldn't feel the same way. It's because right. of the love that I have for my child. Yeah. The, you take a, an extremely, um, I'm sorry, I'm getting a call here. You take an extremely um, detailed painting. Yeah. yeah. And you see all of the details that are around mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. You begin to appreciate, wow, there's a lot of pieces yeah. coming together here yeah. to form this beauty. And so you appreciate not only the beauty, but you appreciate the complexity behind the beauty. Yes. Yeah. And so th- those yeah. things come to mind because we are, mm-hmm. again, creatures made in the image of God. Yeah. We're complex creatures. I mean, mm-hmm. you look at our, us on a, a macro scale and us yeah. on a, a micro scale. We are we're complex creatures, and yet there's cohesion. Yeah. My mind, by the gift of God, can tell my hand to lift up, mm-hmm. and it does. So it's, mm-hmm. it's working. There's com- right. there's order to the chaos. Yeah. And that's a beautiful thing. And so when you talk about spaces like yeah. that, we see order coming out of chaos. Right. And we appreciate that because we are made in the image of God who took the ultimate right. um, chaos, so to speak. He had, right. He's the one who created and then he mm-hmm. ordered it yeah. and brought it together. And he's a God of order, not of chaos. Exactly. And beauty is an, an example of that order. Yes. So when we see spaces like that. Yeah. We like them. They're very attractive. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And that's why I think the the whole like HGTV thing and everyone's like redoing their house and is that intentionality of like, I want, I don't want just a, a place to live. I want, a, you know, I want a place that inspires me. It's like, yeah. well, 
a lot of that is is has to do with like some simplicity like yeah. being and simplicity isn't okay i have nothing in my house true simplicity is being content with what you have yeah and, and using what you have well and i feel i feel like that's why you know having a space as as christians we acknowledge that we are we're spiritual beings right so we 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 don't just operate um in the material uh world like we we are spiritual beings who need spiritual connection with our with our creator and we need that time that space to be in the word to be in prayer and so whether it's a oh i have i have an, my own study that i can go to like that's a, an amazing luxury that most people don't have yeah right but that's a gift like yeah. steward that well but maybe it's like I, I in my living room or my kitchen and saying okay how can i <laughs> sounds like a, like i'm not sure what, what what this podcast is anymore but like right. how, how do you make that space like like you're saying like orderly hmm. if i come down to my living room's a wreck my inspiration yeah is kind of like it, it not kind of it's dampened yeah. Like my inspiration to be in the Word, to be with Lord. Like it's like, man, I, I got to get up and clean all this. Yeah. Right? And so I think that's the the simplicity of like a fireplace and, and coffee or, the, or like a walk outside. It's just, it, it slows you down and you begin to see the natural order, yeah. if you will. Mm-hmm. And you mentioning like Christ, or, you know, Jesus creating all things and setting things in order. And yeah. he gives us, God gives us the creation mandate, mm-hmm. right? Go and do likewise. Yeah. And this idea trickles into like popular thought. I mean, Jordan Peterson has his books, like 12 rules for living or 10 rules. Whatever. Like his first thing is like, like put order, the whole thing is about put order to chaos. Like that's mm. what we as humans are to do, which I would say, absolutely. Yeah. And we know that because the Bible tells us that. That's it. But even outside of the scripture, people feel like they know there's there's something good about that. And so when you can when you can have a space whatever your space is and you can bring order to it and then you can create a space that is conducive for you to, to be with the, the Lord and to spend time praying. And I mean even in Luke 15 King James says like you talk about Christ, like he himself often withdrew into the wilderness and prayed. Hmm. Like there's there's times of getting away and being with the Lord. Like we have to that takes intentionality. That, that doesn't just happen for us. No point in your life do you just find yourself being exceptionally intentional with your devotional life. Yeah. Right? And it's that same thing. Like your schedule, what the world throws at you, the demands on your life, chaos. Yeah. So the ability to sit and drink a cup of coffee, to sit and reflect while watching a fire. It, it like, it is, in a sense, like order. Like, hmm. even though there's chaos around you, yeah. like, it brings the, the calmness of the order. If, this is the if, this is the whole conversation turns on, if you know that you're hope and you can rest in Christ. Yeah. Because without Elaborate that, that a little bit. Well, so if, you, if your hope is in, like, yourself, like, I can get, some, I can be a better person, I can get things done, I can, you know, accomplish enough to bring peace, you'll never get peace. But if your hope is, man, Jesus Christ has died for my sin, atoned for for me, and I now know that my the work that needs to be done for me to be saved is done because Christ has done it, I rest in His work. Yeah. And because of that, I can sit. Yeah. Because of that, the world's burning. Not that I'm apathetic to that, yeah. but I can still have peace that does pass understanding because mm. I can rest in the Lord. And that's why I think those that's things, well those things of like, I keep saying a fireplace, but whatever it is for you that like helps you to stop and reflect and to rest, I think I think they're valuable things. Mm-hmm. I think it's well said. There you go. I like it. I like it. What's next? Well, that's it, Rob. Oh, well, good, good <laughs> no. conversation. Okay, so 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 pivoting from the fireplace coffee conversation, 
which by the way this was this was a couple weeks ago we were hanging out with some friends and i i like am usually pretty open like hey whatever you guys want to do like i'm fine pretty flexible not like real big opinions on those things but i was like hey here's what i want (laughs) i want to come to your house (laughs) i want to sit by your your fireplace and i want to sit by your fire in your fireplace and I want to drink a cup of coffee and have a good conversation. Yeah. And it was close. We had all the kids with us. So uh-huh. that like kind of definitely imp- impedes a little bit. that a little <laughs> bit. But it was just like, oh, that was good. That was really good. So yeah. anyway. Nice. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Pivoting a little bit, this is an article that I read, and then like three hours later, you sent me a link to it. And this is kind of old news. This is a few weeks ago. But there was a a Catholic church out of Arizona, Phoenix, Arizona, who come to find out the priest had been baptizing incorrectly. He had been saying, um, I baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. No, no, no. Instead of saying we. Or he's saying we. Instead of saying I. I, Because he's being, in their position, their theology like as as christ like yeah. i baptize you he, he was saying we and because he had the we and the i uh, reversed mixed up all the baptisms he's ever done are illegitimate yeah according they're, to according to the to the catholic to the catholic church they're yeah. void so i read this and i had like several different emotions like one i i kind of laughed oh, like yeah. in all honesty i did too i thought this was pretty funny but then i thought how how tragic like like as a, like all I mean we're talking about thousands of people. I mean he 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 served in multiple places in America, in Brazil. Like you did not track all these people down and say, hey, by the way, your baptism doesn't count. You're mm. not baptized. Yeah. So there is literally a, a thousand ways we can go with this whole thing. I was gonna say, right? Like we can I've talk got about. Um, but before we get into all that, like I just want to. They have a, a FAQ page on their their diocese okay. and like some of the questions like are good like why is baptism important and yeah. um what are the form and why does it matter things like that what do we you know how do i know if my baptism is illegitimate all these things and then do i do i need to go to confession what but the last two it's it's really interesting it says um can I, can i continue to receive communion right yeah and they say no they, they said it doesn't void your your first communion your First Holy Communion, which is a part, which would is a separate sacrament for them. Yep. But then they say no, mm-hmm. like you, you, we please do not continue to receive communion, which I would agree with. I would too. Right? We're saying, okay, I, okay. Let me, let me caveat that. If a ba- if someone's not baptized, yes, right. Good caveat. If you're not, We're not baptized, agreeing with Roman Catholic <laughs> right. understanding of baptism, right? But if you're not baptized, we would say communion is a second ordinance to be received after you've been acknowledged and affirmed yeah, by the church. It's the ongoing ordinance, right? whereas baptism and, is the initial. And then the second one is, does this affect my marriage? Because in the Catholic Church, you both have to be baptized in the Catholic Church to be married. Hmm. If you're not, then you're, maybe you're not married. Says their response, maybe. Unfortunately, there is no single clear answer. There are a number, a number of variables when it comes to a valid marriage. 
It says the tribunal is here to help and give a number. But like, can you imagine like the ramifications yeah. of? I mean, if you're if you're beholding the Catholic teaching and theology, the ramifications of this, uh, your marriage might not be valid, your your faith might not be valid. Yeah, all the thousands of people who died that he baptized allegedly incorrectly. Yeah, like are where are they at? Yeah, <laughs> all those things. So so it's a really it's a mess. Yeah, it's a disaster. It is. Um, and this is where, like, as Protestants, we have a lot to th- we'd say to this. But one thing is, is when tradition equals truth. Mm-hmm. This is how it is for Catholics. That's it. Your tradition equals truth. Then you have opened yourself up to all kinds of issues that are not. These are all extra biblical. Right? Bible doesn't even like it addresses baptism, but the Bible doesn't say you have to say we or you have to say I, mm-hmm. right? And it does it, say baptize the name of the Father, Son, and right, Holy Spirit. Exactly, it does, and and I agree. Uh, you should, right? But like the way that Catholic tradition has progressed is is so. Um, there's, a lot, there's a lot to say after that statement, but it, it it locks you in to now say, yeah, thousands of people were not baptized. That's it, right? And so, so yeah, finish what you're saying. So, um, talking about the Eucharist, talk about marriage, mention those, but Rob. You can comment on what I said, but what I want to hear from you is like, we know baptism matters. Yeah, for sure. We know, but but kind of flesh out why, why it matters. Yeah. And then how would you counsel someone who's like, you know, what do you think? Like they come to you like, hey, do you think um, the Catholic Church should make all these null and void, or what do you think on that? So what what would be your answer to, to those two things? Yeah. Okay. So baptism matters mm-hmm. because we we see it we see it in Jesus's ministry. He mm-hmm. was the first or he got baptized before he began his ministry. Mm-hmm. We see the Holy Spirit falling on him. Um, and we see the Father saying, This is my son with whom I'm well pleased, mm-hmm. listen to him. So we see Jesus modeling baptism for us. Yes. It's important. And then we at the end of his ministry, he mm-hmm. says, Go into all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and mm-hmm. Holy Spirit. So he then commands his disciples mm-hmm. to baptize other people, make disciples yeah. and baptize them. So if you are a disciple, you should be baptized. It's one of the first steps of obedience is yeah. by being baptized. Now, one of the reasons, or baptism and the Lord's Supper are mm-hmm. the two ordinances given to mm-hmm. the church to identify the church. So we just listed the Matthew 28 passage right there. If you are a disciple, then you should be baptized. If you're a follower mm-hmm. of Jesus, then we recognize that by baptizing you. So right. understanding that the church is, the, the capital C church, mm-hmm. is the people of God. Yes. Yeah. And so if the people of God are mm-hmm. told to baptize other people of God, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. if they are people of God, yeah. then we see that this was something given to the church to do. Yeah. It's only supposed to happen once, doesn't happen every week. Right. And so we could talk about the Lord's Supper being ongoing every week or ongoing monthly, whatever your frequency is, but it's an ongoing ordinance is to continue yeah. to identify the people of God. Mm-hmm. If you are still claiming the broken body of Christ, still, mm-hmm. still trusting in the shed blood of Christ to remove your sin, then come to the table. Be identified by his broken body and shed blood, that mm-hmm. your faith is in that to remove your sin, and you're continuing to repent of sin, then by all means, come. Come to yes. the table. Yeah. So, the first part of your question, why does it matter? Because Jesus commanded it, Jesus modeled yeah. it, and yeah. it's the way that the church identifies who the people mm-hmm. of God are. Yeah. Um, your second question was yeah. about whether or not, like, how they should respond to if their baptism was considered 
Yeah, like, um, like a, I'm, I'm assuming Catholics aren't coming to you and saying, Rob, yeah, as a right. Protestant pastor, right. preacher. Um, but like, say there's Protestants, people in your church, like, yeah. they're trying to think about baptism and like, what's legitimate, what's illegitimate baptism? Mm -hmm. Like, how do you begin to wade into that space with them? Yeah. So, baptism mm -hmm. identifies you with the life, death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. Mm -hmm. You see that as you hold the person there and you dunk them underwater, you're saying they've died to their sin, they've been risen to new life, you pull them out of the water, yes. and the water washing over them is symbolic of their sin being washed mm -hmm. away. So, it's a symbol to yeah. be reminded of the gospel. Now, that symbol reminds us of the gospel and the purpose of having a symbol to remind us is because that thing yeah. is important. Yes, yeah. And so, a, in my mind, a valid baptism is mm -hmm. a baptism yeah. that is baptizing somebody into mm -hmm. the gospel, yeah. not a false gospel. Right. Otherwise, you're trying to remind them of a false a gospel. False so gospel. If, right. if a Mormon right, right. were to come to our church and, and say, hey, I'm no longer Mormon, I was baptized in the Mormon church, I want to become a member here, we would say, we would ask you to, to get baptized. To be baptized. Yeah, to, right. yeah, to be baptized right. into the the gospel that we okay. know. Yeah. Uh, so something we deal with a decent amount is people who come out of the Church of Christ. Yeah. Bap they, who yep. hold to baptismal regeneration. Very similar conversation. And like, oh, I was baptized. Like, well, you weren't baptized believing the, the true gospel. Yeah. And so then there's a whole conversation of like... Baptismal regeneration is not the true gospel. Exactly. It's not faith yeah. alone. Yeah. And so it, it's it's this reason why like this this kind of thing, like you feel bad for the priest. You yeah. do. Um, Dude, like, seriously. I, just as a human being, you yeah. feel bad for him. Yeah. If this is what the Lord uses to expose the folly of trusting tradition over yeah. Scripture alone, mm -hmm. then praise God. Yeah, like, absolutely. That, I'd no longer feel bad like, if, right. I mean, if the Lord you, you still, uses that to expose have, it to him and to others. Right, right. And, and that's not to say that we're against tradition. This comes back to no. the sola scriptura model. Sola scriptura, not solo scriptura. Right. And so we are grateful for tradition, yeah, and yeah. we utilize tradition, and we... Um, respect mm -hmm. and look into mm -hmm. tradition, mm -hmm. but if tradition ever goes against scripture, then right. scripture is the one that has the final say. Yeah. And so, when we talk about this idea that baptisms are not valid mm -hmm. because this guy said we, which yeah. in my mind his his ecclesiology is better than the Roman Catholic Church's <laughs> ecclesiology because we do believe that it is the church. The church. Yeah. Um, they're not all like putting their hands on the person and dunking them under. Right. But because the ordinance was given to the church, mm -hmm. the church is the one affirming this person's profession of faith that, yeah. yes, this person who's about to get baptized, we mm -hmm. as a church, they're being yeah. baptized into our church because they have affirmed the gospel as proclaimed by this church. And so we're all collectively responsible for this person's baptism. And so we would say, yes, yeah. praise God, this person um, is being baptized yeah. into the true gospel. And so therefore... Yeah. When I baptize somebody, yeah, I like to say, even if I do say I baptize yeah. you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, I like to explain what's happening right. first. That That's this is the way the church has affirmed yeah. you. And so whether I say I or we, mm -hmm. I, I do like that the priest said we because yeah. I think it is a better picture <laughs> of, Good yes, this, this is what's happening. The church, the church is baptizing you. Yeah. Um, I also think that baptism should be administered by mm -hmm. a local church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not to say that it's invalid if it's done at a church right. camp or if it's done at a community group, um, but I think ideally because right. it's an ordinance given to the church. Same with communion. Same with communion. Yeah. Yes. Yep. 
with the church gathered. So yep, I like it. Yeah, and I think like the takeaway is why <laughs> this is why we're Protestant. This is why we're like salvation through faith alone. Yeah, solo fide. Like it is through our our faith in Christ, not through a priest saying I or we or like. And even the Catholic Church, they had a statement which is <sighs> helpful in saying like. We believe in the ordinances, and God, God, like for sure, blesses the ordinances. But He can work outside. So they weren't saying like all your salvations are now void. Yeah. But there's and they the caveat like the Lord can work outside those things, and, and that was helpful. But even that, like saying that it there's a percentage or, or it might hang on this, or you've missed out. Like we do again. We do we denounce baptismal regeneration. Mm-hmm. Right. Regenerate baptism is a one of the fruits, hopefully, of regeneration, right? It's where the the church can affirm we believe there's been regeneration. Yeah, we believe that there's they have a faith that's that's been Christ's work in them. Yes, He's the one who initiated and sustains their faith. They have faith, and we're affirming that through baptism. But yeah. that's, I mean, it doesn't grant. It does not grant. Ephesians two eight nine. For by grace you have been saved through faith. This is not your own doing, right? It's the gift of God, not a result of works that no one may boast. Um, Genesis fifteen six, and he believed the Lord and counted to him. He this is uh, he believed in the Lord and it was accounted to him as righteousness. Right, and then Romans is referencing it, Romans four three. For what did the Scripture say? Abraham believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness. Again in Galatians three six, Abraham believed God and it was counted to him as righteous. So it's our faith in God yeah. that that atones right. And it's Christ's work, but. We're going to dive off into our soteriology here, our, our views of salvation. But it's through Christ's work and yeah. our faith in that, not through friar, pope, or whatever. Yeah. And there's there's a gift in that, one, practically, and that's the, the, the like, definitely the lesser of the two, but, like, there's a practicality of, like, yeah, this, I, I, don't, I still don't need a mediator. Hebrews 4, 5, yeah. like, a mediator has come, and it's Christ. Mm-hmm. And then second, like, it's biblical. Yeah, right? it's biblical. Like well, we see this all through Scripture. Well, and that, that's the thing. Like I, I have a friend right now who is considering going Roman Catholic, and I, I sent this to him, and mm-hmm. he he made the comment of how, um, yeah, like there's going to be Protestants who jump all over this, and yeah. I and I responded. I said, "There's yeah. plenty of stuff that, <laughs> that Roman Catholics could point to as like this yeah. is the crazy stuff Protestants do." Oh yeah. But what I didn't say, and if we get to talk in person, I'll, I'll share this, is that we would say the same thing to those crazy. Protestants. I know. We'd say, do what Scripture prescribes. Yeah, yeah. Like, like sola scriptura. Yeah. Okay. I, if you're yeah. off doing something that is not prescribed by by Scripture, right? Then we would say, yeah, you're you're gonna you're gonna end up in a similar spot. So we're not yeah. just picking on the Roman Catholic Church right. here. Right. We're saying your faith and your practice should be derived yes. from the Scriptures. Right. Primarily. Exactly. exactly. If there's if there's a tradition that is helpful, then it's helpful. But you shouldn't derive it strictly from that tradition. Mm-hmm. It needs to be rooted in the scriptures. The scriptures right. are always the final authority. Yeah, and and the thing with so I had a very similar conversation with a person yesterday, like yeah. a whole like really long conversation, and they're looking to go Orthodox. Yeah. Like their their mind is made up. They're heading that way, Eastern yeah. Orthodox. It's such a frustrating conversation, but like similar thing, like the, like you say Catholic, Roman Catholic, people know exactly. Yep. What they mean. You say Orthodox, people know exactly. Like for the most part. Yeah, people who are swimming right? in those waters now. Yeah. 
you say Protestant, yeah. dude, it could be anything. Yep, exactly. It could be anything. So, so it's so unhelpful to say, well, pro, the, the Protestant tradition or mm-hmm. Protestant, like, you really have to be clear. And that's why people want to act even as if, well, with Protestantism, you can just believe whatever you want. Like, you can't. It's no. not that slippery. Yeah. Scripture is not that evasive. Not true, not true Protestantism. No, exactly. Like, no. does the Scripture say, like, there's some, there's probably, more, there is more room than within the, the two other traditions, but there's not a whole lot of room. There's yeah. not much wiggle room. I mean, we, you know, so I just find it frustrating when people are like, well, with Protestants, you know, you can run the game. It's like, well, you can't. Exactly. You're, you get unbiblical very quick. Yeah. You get heretical very quick. Exactly. So, yeah. So anyway, so that's that's the, the topic there, like this idea of baptism and how culturally people just be, they get baptized because it's part of the thing. And like, well, he said the, the, the one word wrong. I'd say, well, maybe he said it right. I don't know. But and it it throws into chaos all these things because your faith is not anchored in Christ. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see how much these people who were yeah. baptized by him, because yeah. the church that they're going to try to reach out to these people. Yeah. How much they truly believe in what the Roman Catholic Church yeah. says. Yeah. They say they're Roman Catholic. Yep. They were baptized in the Roman Catholic Church. Yeah. When the Roman Catholic Church comes back and says, "Hey, you were baptized as a baby," yeah, but actually it wasn't valid. It, is this person now going to say, "Okay, I, I guess I'm not Roman Catholic then, whatever"? Yeah. Or they're going to be like, right. "I am Roman Catholic." Okay, so now I need to go get baptized. Well, and then what's that like? And I'm sure they have a plan for this, but like, if, if I, you know, if I was baptized as a baby and this guy baptized me 20 years ago, yeah, right, or I was baptized as a teenager, what? Like, do I do I have to go back to I just my local? Like, let's say I'm not practicing Catholic. Do I need mm-hmm. to go back to the just the Catholic church near me and just get yeah. that thing done? Like, is this like the BMV? Like, I got to show up and just get kind of things done, get the stamp, and I'm good to go again? Yeah. Or do I have to go through the whole process again? It's a it's a whole thing. It's yeah. interesting. All right. It is interesting. Hard pivot. Hard pivot. Hard pivot. Forewarning here. Um, Want to talk about a little quickly about sports, okay. and entertainment, okay. mostly like side projects, just how hobbies. Okay. Hobbies can become idolatrous. Yeah. And they can become things that can be fruitful, or they can become things that that we hide in. Um, and so, how, just talk about like boundaries and what what's it mean to to enjoy something to have a good. A good and right pleasure from a hobby, and then when does when does a hobby become an an idol? Hmm. Yeah, that's good. So um, I'll I'll respond, and then I'll let you go, and I'll try to think it out more. But mm. so the first thing that comes to mind is hobby that becomes an idol is a a hobby that um, keeps you from faithfully following Christ. Yeah. So, for instance, let's say your hobby is going on hikes mm. and you love going on hikes and yeah. maybe you've even like thrown in some spiritual aspect to it. Like yeah. it really allows me to, to, as we were talking about those spaces earlier, yeah. to connect yeah. with the Lord. And I have my deepest prayer times when I go on these hikes mm-hmm. and my reading is better than ever because I get to a, a place of silence and solitude and I can yeah. not be distracted. So let's say you throw all that in there mm-hmm. and let's say because you love this so much and you work during the yeah. week, Monday through Friday. Yeah. And so you want to go on these hikes Saturday, Sunday at the time, and maybe you want to do an overnighter or something like mm. that, and you start doing these hikes, and it prevents you now from gathering with the church mm-hmm. on the Lord's Day, and let's say yeah. your church meets at, at 10 a.m. on Sunday, like ours does, mm-hmm. and it keeps you from gathering with them. Yeah. Then that hobby that was previously a good thing has now become an idol, because you're now engaging in sin by mm-hmm. neglecting the gathering, mm-hmm. Hebrews 10. Yeah to enjoy your hobby 
and even if it has some yeah. spiritual aspects yeah. to it, yeah. you, you should not pursue that if it keeps you from Those the things. clear commands that God has given you. Yeah. So that's the, that's the first thing that comes to mind. I'll let yeah. you yeah. elaborate I think, more. I think, um, I mean, so here's a couple of verses, the Ten Commandments, Ecclesiastes 20, or Exodus 20, verse 3, you shall have no other gods before me. Mm-hmm. Right? So we know idolatry, putting something now, cultural context have shifted some. Right, we're not carving things out and bowing to them, but what is what has our affections? What are we yeah. what, what are we giving the best of ourselves to? What do we carve out time for? What do we carve out money for? All those things, yeah. right? So we know that any of those things that we put before the like above the Lord is is wrong, right? Colossians three five put to death therefore what is earthly in you sexual immorality impurity passions evil desires and covetousness which is idolatry. Proverbs twenty one seventeen, whoever loves pleasure will be a poor man. He who loves wine and oil will not be rich. So this idea of like when you're pursuing things above pursuing Christ, like it will leave you empty. Not only are you are you're, you're clearly sinning, violating uh, God's command, all right? You're missing out on what He has for you, and it's going to leave kind of this rottingness. And I think that's why, like anything, any time as a believer, you give yourself to something that's above. Christ, it returns. It returns empty. Yeah, and it's it's lacking. And then you oftentimes will pour more into that thing, and then it just that feeling and the reality of the emptiness returns even more back to you. And it's, it's like a rotting happening because you're you're seeking to squeeze out from a pleasure or a, a gift what it cannot give, right? Um, but we do know that the Lord has like given us good things. Psalm sixteen eleven. You make known to me the path of life. In your presence, there is fullness of joy. And at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Yeah. Right. So, when we think about our hobbies or our desires, it's like, are these things that are stewarding our affections for the Lord, or are these things that are drawing our affections away? Yeah. And then, even as you mentioned, the things that might steward our affections for the Lord, are we, are we using those in the right proportion? Right. So mm-hmm. it could be exercise. It could be reading. It could be uh, coaching sports or whatever things. That, Good and right things. Yeah. But I, I think that we, in our, um, in our like, like think about Jonah, like fleeing from the presence of the Lord. Yeah. Like we try to do that with stuff or things, right? So we, we have a hard time sitting in the quiet stillness, right? We are, there's always a TV on, there's always something, there's mm. noise, there's a yeah. podcast. We, you know, we, we can't drive in our car for 15 minutes without listening to something. And this idea of, we just, we have a really struggle with, an empty space and so we hide in things with entertainment we hide in things with being busy or with hobbies I also think this is a side note I think just the idea of hobbies is dying out mm. not dying out that's too much they're just they're, they're just diminishing just okay because, elaborate on that well I think because of social media I think people spend so much time watching TV yeah being consumed with just like instant stuff that they don't give themselves to themselves to slower more tedious yep. hobbies yep so, anyway, I think that the heart, this is the main point I want to make, is the heart is always looking to kind of raise something out, the, the fleshly mm-hmm. heart, to raise something else up to be God for us. Yep. And at the same time, we're looking to hide in something from the presence of the Lord. Yeah, that's good. So, so building off of that, we also just... Build off of that <laughs> as all, a hobby. <laughs> that's right. We also just just have a desire to, to love things. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. I mean, and so... If we if we do 
like a hobby is going to be something that we love. Yeah. Like you don't have a hobby is doing something that you absolutely hate. Mm. And so. Unless you're in the Olympics. Some of those people, I think. Yeah, potentially. But typically, <laughs> you playing footsie with me? <laughs> you're playing footsie with me. Typically, uh, hobbies are not something that you that you hate doing. Yeah. And so it's it's real easy for this thing because it's usually something that is in the margins. It's not mm-hmm. your the main thing that you're giving the yeah. majority of your hours to in a day. And so it's typically like when I have free time, mm-hmm. this is what I like to do. And when I have more free time, I would like to do more of this. Yes. And so that that very notion of loving something, having a competing mm-hmm. love for the thing that you should be loving most, yeah. Christ, yeah. it's always going to be a little mm-hmm. bit of a tension. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so if you if you're not careful, it can be raised. Yeah. That's not to say that every hobby is an idol. Right. right. It's just you have two things yeah. at least mm-hmm. that you love. Mm-hmm. You, have, you have Christ, which should be your yeah. master. You can't serve two masters. But let's say mm. that should be your primary love. Right. And if you love this particular hobby as well, then, then yeah. great. Enjoy yeah. it, but in its proper place. Right. And and that's like, um, just to go on a minute on this, and then we can probably wrap this. But like, people often feel the tension. Like, I can't give my, I can't. It becomes just like extreme, like I can't enjoy anything yeah. or I can't spend time doing anything else. Yeah. And, and you feel that tension. I mean, there's an urgency with the gospel. There's, there's, we are compelled to live as Christ, to, to share our faith. And so we don't want to squander our, our time. Yeah. I was very clear about that. But even like, I, I just think about like mulching your house, <laughs> cutting your grass. Right. Like, thing, I mean, cutting your grass is kind of, I guess, the main thing. Like, things you do that are, not necessary, but they just require more. You're like, why are we doing this? Yeah. Like, why do we care about having like our house looking decent? Mm-hmm. Not that we're. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not putting a ton of money or effort in my the aesthetics. I mean, of my mulching job, but there's an element of just being like, no. Part of our, our the stewardship of the earth is like tending to these things. Yeah. And part of the stewardship of our soul, I think, is I mean, what are things that do refresh you? Hmm. What yeah. are things that do bring you life? Yeah. And, and that goes into the rest. That's right. How, how do we rest well? And um, and even in that, there's there's work to be done, good work. But yeah. um, what's it look like to enjoy the good pleasures the Lord has given us? Like a wonderful meal. Like if the Absolutely. Lord didn't want us to enjoy things, He wouldn't yes. have made food taste the way it does. That's right. He wouldn't have made like the sunshine and the the creation beautiful. Mm-hmm. Right. It, it's pointless for Him to do those things if we have no ability. Or no capacity. Mm-hmm. No ability meaning like we physically can't observe and take that in. Or capacity meaning like we've we've restricted ourselves where we can't then go and enjoy it. Yeah. We prohibit yeah. ourselves. Like yep. he's made these things for us to in, to enjoy, um, and in a right way. Not uh, I was gonna say indulge, but like indulge in a good right way. Yeah. With measure. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's good. That's yeah. good. Hobbies are a way to to refresh the soul. Mm. Rob, for not outside careful. of reading, yeah. If you could give yourself. To one more hobby outside of sorry, I'm gonna put two caveats on this. Okay. I want to get somewhere. Yeah. Outside of podcasting and reading, like if I can have more time to, to dive into this hobby, that's a good question. Yeah, think about it. Yeah, I don't know. We'll answer it next time. Tune in. You're gonna have to remind me because I will not think about it. Well, maybe unless we'll you see remind what me. Happens. Yeah, I'd have to think about it. Do you yep. have an answer to that? I'll think about it. Okay. Next time. Is that okay. why you jumped to? We'll talk about it next time. <laughs> Because I always I like to leave a little, little bit of meat left on the bone there okay, for people to there you go. come back for. Tune in next time for the <laughs> riveting answer. Okay, so we all like we talk about this like every other episode about nostalgic things. Yeah, but back to the whole like you mentioned last episode about TV and watching things uh-huh. like the, the previews. 
Like that used oh, to be a yeah. thing at the end of yes. shows. They'd be like, "All right, next week on Jag." Yeah, we, we used to watch Jag as a kid. Like, and you'd always, even though the show was over, you would watch all the commercials to watch the preview. For yeah, next that's so week's true. Episode. That is so true. Like no one, like why would you ever do that, dude? I no. did forget about that. Yeah, next so, week on Lost. So next time on Simple Theology. Yeah. Okay. All right, there so it is. You guys, you can find us on simpletheology.org. You can reach out to us, leave a voicemail, suggest a topic, leave a review. All of that would be very helpful, but it's especially helpful if you do leave a rating on whatever podcast app you're listening to. So thanks a ton. Peace. Peace.